0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. My name is Viv.
1: And I'm Dylan, and you're listening to Treadmill Talk.
0: Hey! In Treadmill Talk, was will sit down with industry experts in the world of health and fitness with some good banter and yarns along the way.
1: We're all about nutrition, Medicine, training, and, and lifestyle. lifestyle. Powered by Flex Fitness.
0: Welcome back guys to Treadmill Talk. We are here with my co-host Dylan. Hey, and Bruce. also we are here with a special guest, Quaid Tatanaki. Quaid, we'll just um, start off with some fast five questions. No, 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 so surprised. these are just this or that questions that I'm gonna roll through quickly. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Besides kickboxing, if you had to choose one, boxing or MMA. <sighs> you got to be quick. MMA. Okay, superpower, invisible or fly? Fly. Oh, okay. Protein, shake, chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Movie, horror or comedy? Comedy. And sour foods or sweet foods? Uh,
2: sweet foods. All mm, right, oh, cool, okay. okay. I like I those see. answers. Yeah.
0: So you'd rather fly b- than be invisible? Yeah. Yeah? yeah. What, what about you, Dylan? You
1: could dish um, um, real good kind of flying uh, <laughs> kickboxing moves yeah. if you could do that in. Some yeah, good cool. monies. Yeah, <laughs>
0: All right, so Quade, tell us a little bit about yourself, so we know that you're a professional athlete in New Zealand. Mm. You're a kickboxer. Uh, well, tell us about your journey.
2: So, how I got started was um, on my dad's side of the family. Pretty much, his his father was a real strong like martial artist. He 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 shared his knowledge on with his kids. So like, my uncles and my aunties, they all had their own sort of style of martial arts. So like, judo, taekwondo, and kickboxing. And my dad. Um, he, he was, he's pretty much like a big legend in New Zealand. I never knew much about it, but like a lot of guys that I looked up to in New Zealand, always, every time they'll see me, they'll be like, oh, hey, is your dad Dave Taranaki? And then I'm just like, yeah, how do you know? And it's like, bro, he's like the legend back, oh. back. in the never, I've never seen his it's style cool. or anything. So I was just like, oh, he can't be that great.
0: <laughs>
2: but yeah, apparently he was a big guy. And um, me and my brother, we used to always like, I don't know, like we'd always, if there was opportunity to have a scrap with each other, like whose, whose turn it is on the game, we'd always like, Bro, that us have a scrap. like, and my dad and my parent, uh, my mom like hated it. So what they did was they kind of like disciplined us by teaching mm. us it, and they thought that it would mellow us out a bit. And um, so what I ended up doing was just backfiring because my mom was hoping I was gonna be less to it. But if you know me, I'm like, if you chuck me at a ball, man, I'm like the worst at any sort of sport. I'm just like unco, just too feet. <laughs> but as soon as I started hitting pads, bro, I was, I was just good at it, and I noticed that, and um, it was it was when I fell in love with it at the age of ten. And then since then I've been going on. Now I'm like 23, and yeah, yeah just been banging out pads every day, banging out people along the way. <laughs> yeah, <fair laughs> it
1: Runs in the family. It's a family <laughs> affair, right? Yeah, 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 yeah awesome. With your family, has anyone else kind of gone as far as you have? Obviously, you mentioned your dad. Um, anyone else in the family that has had a quite a, a career come out of uh, you know martial arts and 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 kickboxing? Nah, I think the the
2: only person that took it furthest besides me would have been my father, but. Back in those days, um, kickboxing wasn't as popular back then. Yeah. And, like, it was, wasn't was really as, like, promoted as it is now. Mm-hmm. They pretty much paved the way for us, like, the future in the sport, you know what I mean? So I had the opportunities there that they never had and um, took it internationally, you know what I mean? And then ended up getting myself an amateur world title along the way awesome. and also contracts to like promotions like Glory Kickboxing which is like yeah. the UFC but of kickboxing. Awesome yeah.
0: yeah yeah. Recently I've seen that you went to China so what was that for do you want to give us a little explanation?
2: So I went in November in China to do my debut for Glory yeah that was a real big opportunity because like I'm the first New Zealand Maori to be on mm. something like Glory you know and I mean besides like Israel Desanya, who's he's doing real big at, at UFC right now today. And um, mm. it's it's real hard to get a contract with Glory because you have to be one of the best in the world to be in there. And um, yeah, so in November, I got an opportunity to fight on there. I, I didn't take away the win, but that's okay because I did put on a good performance that impressed um, Cole Hammers, who's the, the owner of Glory, who's also the father of the legendary Raymond Deckers. Oh, so sure. yeah, to be able to get, The opportunity a second time after a loss is a big deal, you know what I mean? Because usually if you lose, you don't get that opportunity back. But they really liked what I had and they seen that I had talent and potential and, yeah, they kept me on it.
0: Nice. Was it quite a different time being there when you were training or the the culture around or the people that you were with?
2: Yeah, the culture over in China (laughs) is a bit different, eh? Like, it was definitely a good experience at the same as being bad, but I don't regret it because it's made me a much more better fighter, you know what I mean? And, like, it's pulled my character a lot, just yeah. having those sort of experiences, you know what I mean? Like, sharing an apartment with, like, 18 guys <laughs> like, that are real dirty, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah, 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 But then the good thing is that the next day you can spar and bang them out, which yeah, is another yeah. plus. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. It's real good. And, like, just seeing the way that they train mm. and, like, just knowing that, like, you're fighting some of the best guys in the world and you're seeing them and you're, you're matching it with them was a real good experience for me yeah. as well just to see that, I'm just knocking on the door, you know what I mean? Like, and, like, these guys are the best, but I'm banging it out with them and I can soon, like, take that opportunity, mm-hmm. That's, like, right there.
1: I mean, without any disrespect to New Zealand fighters, how did you find the jump from living and training all your life, you know, local here in New Zealand, yeah, yeah. to then going to China and banging it out with the best?
2: It was actually, like, a massive jump in some ways, but it's sort of opened my eyes to see that, like, the training that I am doing in New Zealand is working you know what I mean like cuz I'm I'm being in it with some of the best in the world but I'm doing it with the things that I've learned from home from my yeah. home coaches cuz a lot of people in New Zealand they get it wrong they think that we need to go over and train over there sure and to better ourselves but for the experience to fight better people yeah but um the training is all in our backyard you know what I mean like you're getting like some of the best dudes in in the world at the moment that are recognizing our fighters like the people in City Kickboxing up in Auckland that um like guys like Israel Desanya, Dan Hooker, Kai Kata, France, and like my my bro at, at the gym, um Alexi who's world champion, eight man King of the Ring champion, also Carlos Hicks who's also a world champion, a man King of the Ring champ, and like these guys are starting to get recognized by the global stage. I mean, yeah. and it's just like. Man, we've got everything in our backyard. We don't actually need to go over there to train. It's just, we right. just We just need to go and fight them just to get our name up there and exposure, sure. you know what I mean, because yeah. New Zealand has no exposure, but our training's on point. I mean, yeah. it's yeah. striking.
0: Do you want to maybe talk about, like, your weekly training sessions or how a kickboxer trains? Because for us at Flex, at the gym, we would have our own little routines, but probably not the same as what you get up to or yeah. how many hours of work you put yeah. in.
2: A usual week for me would be Monday to Friday
0: yeah. or
2: Monday to Thursday. Pretty much I'll wake up 5 a.m., go for about a 15 to 12K run. And wow. that'll, that'll just be like the warm-up to the day. I mean, not really for fitness. I just thought it just for, like, just for my mindset, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. to, like, relax, just to think about the game plan. Just good meditating for me sort of thing yeah, like, awesome. just running. Do you, you run
1: straight? Do you have anything in your ear at the <laughs> same time? Or do you, you like Spotify to run list. quiet? Or? I
2: don't know. I like I like training in silence because I just, I, I like to, like, just hear my own thoughts, you know what I mean? Talk to yeah. myself, you know. Awesome. Just I don't, I don't like having a loud head if that makes sense like some people are like I, I don't check my head at it like you can listen to music if you want but like everyone's got their own little mm. techniques yeah. on what they want to do you know what I mean and it's all yeah it's all personal preference really mm-hmm. but yeah I'll just run in the morning then I'll come back home have some breakfast sleep and then I'll wake up at 12 and then I'll train for 2 hours it depends on how I feel whether it's hard or light drills but most of the time on the Monday we'll smash it out as hard as we can 12 to like 2 o'clock go wow. home sleep and because we've already done our hard session, we'll come back about six and then we'll just do some easy skills. Just mm. work on sharpening the tools, you know what I mean? Sharpening the mind and the eyes. And then repeat on Tuesday, might do it back to front. So, like, we'll do the same thing in the morning, just running at five.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, we run every morning. And then midday, we'll do an easy one. And then in the afternoon, we'll do a hard one. And then wow. same thing the next day. But on the Wednesday, it's usually more. So, we'll smash it out real hard during the day doing sprints, just like annihilate the legs, open up the lungs a bit, and yeah. then an the afternoon, just real light. And then Thursday, we'll just do it light. Depending on how the body feels, we might just do a light one. Yeah, know. sure. And, you and, always and, got to listen to your body.
1: Is there times in there where you're padded up? Other times you've got, it's just you with no gloves or anything like that. Is there a bit of that in the mix as well? Or do you always strap up and... and yeah, pretty much
2: majority of the training is just pads. So like we'll glove up and our coach will just hold the pads for us and we'll just smash it out um, Wednesdays we'll do drills so it's sort of like sparring yeah. pretty much just doing like muscle memory stuff so like heel kick and then you just do your counters and stuff just make it so you don't have to think about it it's sort mm. of like just reading a book you just you just get here here then you just know what to do yeah. and then we'll repeat the same thing on Saturday just with sparring and it's wow. just that the whole way just repetition really just keeping everything sharp maintenance yeah, yeah, nice. yeah.
1: wow how many hours a week are you putting into your training between your runs and your mm. pad work and and everything else?
2: So each time I go in the gym, it's about two hours. So that's twice a day, and then the run usually takes me about an hour and a bit for that fifteen k's. So six days a week. Yeah, six days a week. Oh. I'll, except the Saturday, I'll just train twice. Okay. Yeah, with no run in the morning.
0: That's easily like over. Ten it's at hours, least five hours
1: a day, yeah, yeah, twenty five, yeah. and you've got your Saturdays in there, Almost thirty hours a week. Oh. That's a job. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it is. <laughs> and here we are, like one hour a day, and I'm like, that's enough.
1: Because what's crazy is like you can do like a, you go to the gym, right? Yeah. Just a general, just to go to, go to the gym and have a, a training session, do some weights. It might take you a couple yeah. hours and that's only like an hour, an hour or two and, and you come like, out yeah. super sore <laughs> <laughs> and you might do that like three to six times a week maybe nine hours in the gym and yeah, then bro, heck yeah. you're doing 30 yeah. hours and you're going going, you're going hard, hard yeah bro it's something people don't really see yeah,
2: especially yeah. when you want to sure. fight you, they just see the tip of the iceberg you know what i mean yeah you yeah, yeah. see all the commitment and everything
0: yeah, yeah. Are you just a person that eats, like, whatever you want because you train so, so hard? Yeah, yeah 50 I mean, please do tell us. I'd like to know. Yeah,
2: I see food. I just see food and I eat it.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite meal? Like, cheat meal? Oh, uh, favorite
2: a... cheat meal? I don't know. If I've got heaps. Like, I'll just be on Instagram swiping up and down. Like,
0: <laughs> are you a just carbs person or are you <laughs> a yeah, sweets person? Yeah, a
2: bit of a carbs person. Yeah. Yeah, I like pastas and malasayas and stuff yeah, like that. Nice. Yeah. Especially because I can't eat it close, like, after I weigh in. Yeah, it's just like strictly no pasta. So, like, how
1: long's yeah. that gap between weigh in and and when you can have your next kind of yeah, good feed that you want to have? Um,
2: pretty much straight after a fight. So, like when I weigh in, I got a, like a rehydration method with it's like the Lockhart diet, and it pretty much just strictly says no, no pastas, which breaks my heart. But <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much we just go straight back to our like weight cutting sort of nutrition, which is just like chicken and green veggies. I mean, sure. maybe some kumara and stuff like that on the side, yeah. a little salt. And water and then
1: Is it um are you monitoring calories in there? Like I mean in the gym industry, you know there's a lot of talk about your macros and your calories. Yeah. Is that part of the game plan here? Or is it just hey, I need to get this food in me, this amount, it looks about right, we're going for it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there there is. That sort of thing, but I don't actually know what I'm taking. Like, yeah. I just trust my coach, and then he tells me he take this, take that, and then I'm just like, all right, I trust him, so I just take it in. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, stay focused, I'm not really then. scientific with all this yeah. Stuff. Sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: What nutrition regimes do you follow leading into a fight?
2: Oh, uh, before a fight, yeah, about a, about a month, I'll a like month, I'll yeah. watch what I'm eating and I'll start like just eating like purely just like good food. Yeah. I mean, just stay away from sugars and stuff like that. Mm.
1: supplements supplements supplements, i know for a lot of uh, sporting organizations and stuff that's the the athletes are super regulated on what supplements they can have um with kickboxing and and the competitions you're in do you have any restrictions on the types of supplements you can use while you're training in the build-up
2: there is like some restrictions but i'm not too educated on what i what they actually are it's just just a bunch of words to me but my coach here like check what i'm taking. Sure. And saying if I can, because if if you get caught, you get fined a lot of money. That's right. you know what I mean, yeah, you do. especially because like they're getting a lot stricter now that a lot of people are like getting away with taking a lot of performance enhancing drugs and stuff like that. Mm. Mm. And there's some some of those things that are in like stuff that you could buy in the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, my coach is real strict on what I can take and what I can't take. Protein powder. Ah uh, yes.
1: Do you um use a pre workout for your training sessions? Um no. Any kinds of fat burners or amino's or anything like that?
2: Ah, uh, just like. Your BCAs and stuff yeah. like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, cool. And and you mentioned before performance-enhancing drugs. It seems to be more of an issue mm. across a lot of sports these days. Is it that yeah. something that's common right yeah. here in New Zealand?
0: Because we, we have talked about it in a few other podcasts. Like, yeah, maybe your take on it.
2: Yeah, I've, I haven't discovered any, like, New Zealand guys that have been caught with them, but I've definitely fought guys in China that have had yeah. it. Yeah, oh, wow. Like, it's real common in China. A lot of the Chinese opponents that I fight will...
1: Actually really? take them, yeah.
2: And you'll know because they won't do any drug tests oh, on the right. way in day. And I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. So I've, I've got a needle mom taking my blood. And then they're over there just like watching me not so getting the can they still
0: fight?
2: Yeah, yeah. Depends yeah. on what what promotion. Like a lot of the promotions I, I get picky with, like they'll actually like personally like supply them with the things.
1: Oh, wow. And they'll match
2: them up with us and just make sure that yeah they get away with it
1: that's um <clears throat> pretty concerning too if you're a yeah, natural athlete yeah, yeah. going up against people that you know you've got a hunch at their you know using performance enhancers mm. that's a threat to safety almost definitely well, yeah.
0: what's your take on kickboxing in New Zealand do, do you guys get funded or anything
2: yeah it, it is a bit of a struggle like you definitely lose a lot more money especially if you're like at a low level you know what I mean like because you have to fund a lot of things for yourself, mm. like besides flying overseas, if they provide it for you, because promoters' jobs is yes. to like bring you over yourself and supply food and stuff. But with all the training and like all the other things outside of it, like travel and like just training fees, yeah. it's a, it is a bit of a struggle, and you do tend to lose a lot more money. There's yeah. not there's not much fun, funding for it at all, especially because there's not much exposure. But yes, at the moment they're starting to come up a little bit, especially with the King of the Ring putting a lot more exposure to the New Zealand people around the world that kickboxing is a sport and it's something that is actually good in entertainment. And um, But, like, if you want to – it depends on what you want to do. Like, if you want to get up to the top level, like international level, then it is best to go sort of do what I did. If you want to do it for a living, go live in China,
0: Hmm. fight,
2: because all you need to do is just sleep and train and then they'll provide everything for you and you get paid good money. Because you don't get paid as much in New Zealand.
0: Once you kind of get known or if you get picked up, (coughs) definitely put put your 100% commitment into it because people will be watching you at the games. So recently you fought for a Commonwealth title?
2: Yeah, it was good. I think that was probably one of the best fights that I fought. I fought uh, a guy for a Commonwealth title. Yep. And... um, I actually broke my rib in that fight early what? on, like in the second round, yeah. Wow. And, and I probably,
0: you keep going?
2: Yeah, I probably fought the best that I ever fought, really, because <laughs> I remember I was just like, because I like to go forward and just pressure on. Like, I don't like to stand back and just keep my perfect distance, which is what my coach actually really likes, is to see me use my distance and use my skills, because I've got a lot of skills, but I tend to just, like, fall in the pocket and just bang it out, you know what I mean? Just, like, bang it out with this guy and see what he's got. But he ended up breaking my rib, I threw a... Uh, I left cross and then he timed it perfectly. And then I just felt something pop. Oh and then you gosh. can see it in the video. I just looked down and I was like, damn, my ribs hanging out. <laughs> I'm just oh, like, man. okay. Then I just like walked out and I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Yeah. And then I just kind of like took my time. Just I like, obviously I hit a wall and now I have to find the door. You know what I mean? So what I did was just use my fakes, use my skills, keep that perfect range. And the guy was just like, yeah, he wasn't enjoying it because I was just having to like rely on just skills instead of just toughness and strength. You know what I yeah. mean? And, yeah, I ended up coming away with the unanimous win, yeah.
0: So with your trainer, you obviously have a coach, and your coach, you've been with him oh, for how long?
2: About eight him? years now. Eight Maybe years? Maybe seven, yeah.
0: So you would have been very young when he picked yeah, you up. Yeah, just
2: the baby, pretty much.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he just grabbed you and was like, yeah, all right, exactly. let's go. Yeah.
2: All right, kid, put the pads yeah. on, let's yeah. go to work.
0: So what was, what was the um, choice of having Ethan Shep as the coach?
2: So I got introduced to him by a friend of mine that seen me fight one time. His name was I had to go, but A.K.A. get Ace, and um, he he noticed me on that night, and he actually like asked me if I wanted to train because he heard that I was training myself for about a bit of like the the time when I was fifteen. Hmm. So I partnered up with him, and he was leaving to Australia about a couple of weeks after. And he's just like, "Oh, come! I'll introduce you to Ethan Ship, and um, he used to be a world champ and stuff like this." And I was like, oh yeah okay, ass. Turned up to the house, and the guy like didn't want any of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just seen this kid and he's like, oh, what are you doing? Here? Yeah. Like yeah. Just this big, like tough Aussie guy because like he just came to New Zealand to get away from all the fighting. You know what I mean, and just uh, yeah. have right. a family and settle down. But a real big thing is he hates seeing wasted talent. So he he, he tested me, put me for a week of like just straight hell or oh, what I thought was Tell
0: us, what did he make you do? <laughs> oh, big just
2: Just a bunch of everything but it was just like over the top. It was just like it was like I was training with like that Russian guy out of that Rocky movie just like oh, if yeah, he dies he dies you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like because he didn't want to train us at all so he was just like trying to see how much hard I had and surely like we finished on the hill sprints and that was like death of me like if if I was broken that would have been like close to like I was just like Veed. crawling up that hill yeah just like thinking do I really want to do this it was, I was only young too and I was just, like mm. yeah I've got to do this because like it was, it's been my goal since I was 10 to be world champion you know what I mean so yeah. like Man, and you got to be pretty young, like something special to even think of that at the age of 10 to like, you know, yeah. come to be like 20 when you actually won the title and just see all that roll up. But yeah, so Ethan Shea has been my coach since then. And um, he's he's, been, he's he's just been playing the role of just like everything. You know what I mean? Like the a good coach is more than just a coach. I mean, yeah. like he's like a father to the gym. You know what I mean? Like it takes more than just like, all right, chuck on the pairs. Like he, he'll check on you outside of outside of the gym, inside of the gym. Yeah, you know what I mean, mm. like you're part of family, really. Yeah. Like and like behind every good fighter is a good coach. And like, yeah, a lot of a lot of the um, the stuff that I do now is all because of him. You know, what I mean, like I'm just the canvas. He's He's the artist, you know. What I mean, like that's that's how I see it. Yeah.
1: Did he um, have any um, crazy kind of techniques that you were learning, and he was teaching you, and you were like, "Well, what's going on here?" <laughs> kind of like uh, any wax on, wax off moments. <laughs> <laughs> none,
2: none of those like Hollywood sort of stuff. Like everything he did was. Like, he did, he did, he has taught me a lot of tricks, you know what I mean, and that's, that's another part of where I got my nickname, was because he taught me all these tricks, and then I'd pull them off, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Yeah,
0: because your nickname's yeah. Magician. Yeah. So is that from him?
2: Yeah, he made that oh. up. I actually didn't like that, but <laughs> every time, like, people would ask him, he'd just be like, this kid brings the magic, and I'm just, like, sitting there, just like, oh, it's so cringe-worthy. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
1: He's
2: like, this is it's the Magician, fine. and then, yeah, all of a sudden, I, like, started knocking dudes out with, like, the stuff he was he was teaching me, and then... It just stuck. Yeah, yeah I hated cool. it for about a year, but when it grew on me, everyone was like, oh, the magician. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay,
1: sweet. Do you know, let's just get it straight here. This ain't no Harry Potter <laughs> <Yeah>. magician. <laughs> yeah.
2: This is one moment you're yeah. awake, next moment you you're asleep. asleep bro.
0: What's um, up next for you?
2: I've got a few of the younger younger boys that have got fights coming up, so I'm just giving back to the gym, really, because, you know, I take all that time off them by having my coach mm. with me all the time, so it's time I help out and just put my put my energy into the boys, just give back and then also just have a break because I've been training all year, you know? Yeah. yeah. And train hard. So, yeah, just give, just give some time back to the boys, just let let them all get that knowledge and then prep for their fights and I'll just see what comes up. I'll just keep maintaining my fitness and skills and stuff.
1: Yeah. Cool. You've also been spending a bit of time in, in Flex Fitness, up in Flex yeah. Fitness Tirapa yeah. Tell us about that Um we got no pads up there, really. <laughs> That's a You know, a we got some boxing bags, but what are you, what are you doing at Flex in terms of training?
2: I just like to go and hit the bag, and like the people are real good. You know what I mean, like, and as of lately with Lee, he's been like actually teaching me what to do. You know what I mean? Like Shout how to actually use everything. Yeah. <laughs> Shout
1: out
2: to the bro. Free plug. <laughs> yeah, boy, man, he knows his stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely feel the benefits of my training. Like, I noticed that a lot of my shots are pulling off a little more boom, uh, like. A little bit more power in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's good that he's jumped on, you know what I mean? I have to keep him on there, just mm. yeah. keep keep him in the loop. Is
1: he doing strength work with you? You're doing bag work, you said? Any kind of plyo stuff or yeah, agility? Yeah, a lot of plyometrics, okay. yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, we had yeah. a bit of, like, track stuff the other day. I'm still feeling it today. Oh, <laughs> really?
0: yeah.
2: yeah, it was a bit of hell. It was. Oh, I loved it.
0: With your training, obviously, with kickboxing, you've had injuries, which you've mm-hmm. talked about. What's, like, the most common ones in kickboxing? Man. Ribs.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that was probably my first major injury was my broken rib. But that wasn't a fight. I, I've never really had any injuries in training. Like, throughout my whole career, I've just only had about four injuries, mm. which is, like, pretty good for about eight years, you know what I mean? Or probably a little bit more if you count my my youth. But, yeah, I think a lot of common injuries are knuckles because mm. people don't know how to wrap their hands. But, yeah, some, some things you just can't avoid, like, you might just like slip up or something and then it just throws your technique off. Yeah. Yeah, but a lot of people don't really get that many injuries at the top level because they're just so like, their coach takes care of them, you know what I mean? Like the, the last thing they want is like a fractured hand because yeah. these are your money makers, you know what I mean? Like
1: Yeah. yeah. Played the, the profile and the exposure in New Zealand for kickboxing being, or still growing. Yeah, still growing, say. yeah. When you introduce or be you get introduced as a kickboxer, what's some of the things that the general public want to know about what you do and how you do it?
2: Fighting is like pretty much a tough man sport to a certain level, I guess. But when you get to about my level, it's it's not so much more mental like physical toughness. It's more about like mental smarts and creativity. I mean, like you get to a certain level of toughness, and then you just have to start to being to become a smart fighter you know what I mean like you you can't just like throw bombs without like any setups and stuff you gotta you gotta know what everything is made to like made for like your jab isn't just to attack sometimes it's to set up or sometimes it's to blind sometimes it's fake you know what I mean stuff like that that a lot of uneducated people don't actually see is like they just see two people there just banging it out, whereas yeah. I would see people, and I just see, like, Ooh, technique. he's got some good timing there. He's, yeah. he's setting up for this big bomb, watch it happen, and then it happens, you know, stuff like that. Soon everyone will get educated in time, you know what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. When you're under attack in the ring, and someone's coming at you hard, and you're trying to defend or yeah. trying to pivot or trying to, to counter, yeah. um, what's going through your mind? What are you looking for? What are you trying to, to see, or what opportunities are you hunting for?
2: just keep my cool if someone's putting it on me I'll just relax you know what I mean that's the worst thing you can do is start to get all flustered and all tense because yeah. that's that, that's helping him you know what I mean like it could just be his game plan to make you all tight and just all phased by it. but you just got to keep relaxed and then you read the book a lot more easier I mean like everyone knows what dudes that are hungry are going to do they're just going to run straight in a straight line and just bomb me whereas all you need is to do is relax take a deep breath step to the side Definitely, I, I I like that saying as well because you find out who you are when you get punched in the face. Like, <laughs> like when you're in, the, in those bright lights, you get you get to see who the real real fighters are. Especially yeah. when you get hit in the face, you either see them crumble or you just see them, you know, fire up. I'm one of the guys that fire up. Sometimes my coach hates it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: there's a video that went viral in New Zealand for a bit when I got smacked in the head and then I just got excited and just let him, like, just did the mark, I just drop yeah, my hands yeah, and yeah, just yeah, let him hit yeah. me and then just <laughs> fight a fruit pick. <laughs> yeah, my coach hates it. I also have um a sports mental coach as well, Garth. Nice. He's just recently jumped on board. It's real good to have him in there. I notice that I'm a lot more focused when I fight and I, like, take everything in instead of just like sometimes like when you've been fighting as much as I have some people tend to just get too comfortable
0: like plateau yeah and just go with
2: emotions like oh it's another fight Mm. like sometimes I'll fight and I'll look like so comfortable that like you could mistake me for like I would have the same mentality as if I was to ride a bike or like to wash dishes I mean like I'm just like oh he's trying to jab slip, boom I mean just relax but like with Garth having a mental mental coach I really recommend it for fighters especially because it does give you that extra edge
1: yeah what's your mental prep going into a fight what does that look like
2: every time i think about my fight i just i just go through the day or sometimes even the week of the fight just mentally visualize each day and then when coming up to the fight day i'll just visualize myself turning up you know i mean like taking that smell of vest i mean vaseline and and um liniment like dp and stuff Mm. like that kind of just like little details like that so that the time you get into that ring you're just like, I've been here before, I've won this, all yeah, I need nice. to do is just put it into action, you know what I mean. Yep. Oh. And is it, and it a it switch up. that turns
1: on or is yeah. it something that you build into or
2: Yeah, it does it does help that switch turn on when you get in there, like you just there's something inside you just kinda of just boom, flick and then it's like sort of like on autopilot really. Like mm. but in a good way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah.
0: For all the viewers out there, if they wanted to start kickboxing, oh, what's the first three things they should do?
2: it's easy nowadays <laughs> like a lot of gyms in the last two years have just popped up mm. out of nowhere and, and they're decent gyms too like i would recommend just just going in just saying hey i want to have, have a go you know what i mean like whether you want to just have a corporate fight that's not really a big deal or just just go in there and train either way yeah. kickboxing is amazing for fitness and health you know I mean, yeah. and like it's positive and um you get to like channel your energy into something you walk out feeling good and um you, you also create a good family like vibe in the gym's. Yes. Like there's no egos, everyone leaves it out and it's just yeah, it's mm-hmm. a nice place to be, everyone's real humble. Yeah, cool. And then just yeah, depending on what level you wanna take it to, if you wanna just be a national champ, possible. If you wanna be an international champ, you gotta really think hard and deep about the sacrifices you wanna make, you know what I mean? 'Cause it's yeah. it's a tough journey. <laughs> yeah. You got Lots you got of plenty involved. of wars that you gotta like break down or climb you
0: know what I mean no, awesome well thank you so much for your time no, and coming in be, um, yes. and yeah we've had such a good time having you in here and learning about kickboxing
2: yeah my social media is just my name just Koi Taranaki <laughs> Instagram <basically, laughs> Facebook yeah just keep an eye out for me
0: yeah so they, they can follow your things, journey yeah. Well, that's all for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. Make sure you grab a free trial at any of our flexes. Come along and see what we're all about. Also, check out on our website to get free downloadables and also blog posts that are related to the current podcast. And that's
1: it. Au revoir.